Shaggy. Shaggy. Good God. What porn are you into? Myself imitating Shaggy a la Smeagol. Audio exclusive. Nice. Nothing else though. Nothing else Very good. When you give it to my recording studios just so I can get the most free. It's just me saying. Lava, lava. Oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> but she, t- she turned around and said, in the voice of Smeagol Shaggy. In the voice of Smeagol imitating Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> Honk that nut button, fam. Honking that nut button. <laughs> well, I think that's basically it for this episode. Yeah, we're not- <laughs> in the house come on and let me hear you say ho ho everybody in the house come on and let me hear you say ho oh 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 we are hottest 100s and thousands and we have taken control of your radio station so call me mr podcaster because i'm fantastic at talking about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the triple j hottest 100 my name is david james young and i'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so joining me once again the romantic Andrew McDonald. Big myself up for keeping it together and not like screaming joyous <laughs> love at you doing Mr. Podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the smooth Nathan Harrison. Yes. <laughs> and Mr. Lover Lover himself. Adam. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I think you motherfuckers know what's next. You've been waiting long enough. At number 65, it's Shaggy with Bombastic. Mr. Bombastic. We are just a bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. Shut it! Mr. Lover, Lover. Mm. Mr. Lover, Lover. Lover, girl. Mr. Lover, Lover. Lover. Mm. Mr. Lover, Lover. She call me Mr. Bombastic. Tell me fantastic. Touch me on me box. She says I'm Mr. Romantic. Fantastic, touch me not me, but she says I'm Mr. Rose Smooth, just like a silk Soft and cuddly, hug me up like a quilt I'm a lyrical lover Now take me thin or filled with my sexual physique You know me well, Bill, do me, do my Well, well, can't you tell I'm just like a turtle crawling out of my shell Can you captivate my body, put me under a spell With your couscous perfume, I love your sweet smell You're the young, the young girl who can ring my bell And I can take rejection, so you tell me go to well I'm bombastic, tell me fantastic Touch me on my back, she says I'm Mr. Rose Romantic, tell me fantastic She touch me on my back, she says I'm Mr. Boom 
was Shaggy at number 65 with Boombastic. I have one thing to say and one thing only. Earlier this year, a band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard released an album called Nonagon Infinity. It is an album that is seamless and runs forever. Somewhere out there, someone right now is making an infinite loop of Mr. Boombastic. Oh shit, man, I can do that if they haven't. Please do it. <laughs> I mean, if they haven't done it, I can Just easily... that la- that final smooth right into another <laughs> yeah. verse. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. That is the one request that That'd I have. That'd be really have. good, like, lobby music if you had, like, a legal firm. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> just Why waiting to see your lawyer firm? and that's just playing for, like, hours on hours in the lobby. <laughs> the fact that the Flaming Lips made a 24-hour song and didn't make a 24-hour version of Boom <laughs> like, like, it just what boggles the mind. What were they thinking? What yeah. were they thinking? They missed. I can and will listen to this song forever. This song is everything. Do what you will with it. It is though, right? Like, I it, mean, it, and it really, really is. It's it's weird because like part of me is like, oh, I want to, you know, you want to talk about Shaggy is heaps cheesy and and silly or whatever, but also this is just a great song. He manages to play it all so well. He gets to, he really gets to have his cake and eat it too. This and I gave, of, gave him some of mine because yeah, well, yeah, he can have all our cake. Convincing. He gets to play this kind of weird lover man character that you know this this is a character he perfected in the Marine Corps, like entertaining the rest of his troop. And just, like, you know, playing up his Jamaican DJ thing. Probably worth talking about the Jamaican music heritage that this mm-hmm. comes from. The tradition, the DJ is DJ, in the word yeah. D-E-E-J-A-Y rather than the acronym DJ. Yeah. Uh, is someone who uh, sings and uh, quote-unquote toasts yes. over the rhythm. The so rhythm. rhythm. Um, and toasts, I think, is such a great great word for describing that. And, like, reading mm. about that, it's like, oh, cool. I, like, that's really unlocks... A lot of the style of Shaggy, I think, and you really, you really get that. And and his character it feeds into that so well. He gets to yeah play up this whole like macho lover, but then it's like you know lines about don't tickle my feet. Like it's there's like a lot of winking going on. Yeah. At the same time, which is really really great. It's it's like proving that silly is sexy and sexy is silly. Yeah, and like the uh, Mr. Ro like it's, every time it's yeah. so good. And you wait for it and, like, it, just, and it doesn't stop working. No, yeah. that's it. It's, like cause Shaggy's like known as like he's a pop artist, right? And like this was a huge crossover here. The fact that it's but like you just I mean, mean I that feel this like actual this is his song breakthrough. Yeah, definitely. But like this doesn't sound like it's that out of place and on a triple J context, particularly this early version, pre Marvin Gaye sample yeah. clearance. Yeah. Like All sounds samples- a bit they're almost like industrial samples. They like, they're fully so are. They, they, they really fucking are. Like on their own, they're quite rough. But, he but turns together, it into this it's soulful, so groovy. Yeah. When I, when I saw this on the list, I was like, oh, great to hear this. Great to hear Bobastic. But also, that's odd to be on a Triple J playlist. And then you're listening to it. And no, it's not. No, it makes perfect sense. It's like, it's total Triple J bait for this era. Like the fact that it happened to launch him into the guy who would make It Wasn't Me is irrelevant. This yeah. is a wonderfully but it's, interesting it's, song. Particularly with the Marvin Gaye, uh, the remix that that got put out, I think, the following year after yeah. this sort of blew up. Because this yeah. version was in the Levi's ad that was huge. That mm. sort of claymation looks like mm-hmm. the Yogo Gorilla ad. It's like a pale comparison to the Yogo well, Gorilla. Yeah. I, I don't no, know. It's I, it's all, it's all adds up. Proto-Yogo. <laughs> Shout out to Yogo Gorilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is his breakthrough moment. and then Because yeah. like, this is his third album as well. Like yeah, He's been yeah, doing yeah. this for a while mm. at this point. This isn't like his first go. And no, no, we no. as a generation wouldn't discover him until about like four or five years later when he had another massive hit with It Wasn't Me, which Absolutely. was followed again by Angel. Yeah. So and, and if you look at... Those two massive hits of our generation, yeah. This song and then look at, you know, six months later putting out the Marvin Gaye sample version yeah. of this, which is so much more radio friendly. It's so yeah, easy. Totally. It's like, I like honestly, it's kind of a lot cheaper than this song because this song, those samples and that abrasive 
sound is just so interesting and really, really enjoyable mm. and plays off so well against all the stuff like the row mantic and everything. Yep. It's great. But seeing, I think you'll find it's row whoa. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> if you could just edit that so there's a huge gap as well. The row mantic. That would I'll be do good. my best. But that transition from going to that and then a few years later you have Wasn't Me and, and this much more mainstream success. I yeah, think like yeah, big time. This song, like within one song being put out in two different ways, you can see that transition, which is really interesting. Did anyone look into uh, the licensing of this song to various oh. other oh. media? It was in George of the Jungle. No, I know exactly what you're talking about here, and I've talked about it a little bit with Nathan as well, and this is like what the majority of my notes are about. <laughs> it's like I, I started looking up Shaggy, I started looking up this song, and then I was just like saw this one little Zoom right hyperlink, in. and it's like, Enhance. hold uh. the freaking phone, <laughs> because this song, I'm going to just go ahead and, and drop this bomb right Do now. It. This song was used for a GameCube game called Donkey Konga. Okay. No way. I shit you oh, not. Okay. It is a Donkey Konga 2, I believe. <laughs> you're, you're quite, you're quite <laughs> correct. Okay. You had, yeah. you, had, you had the first one? Same, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. The, and the Donkey Kongas. Yeah. I um I I literally never heard of oh, this game. It's until, great. The like, controller was like a. I know shitty... it's great. It's on paper. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, okay. I like it. It was pretty fun. It was okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is this is the era. This is like the start of the Guitar Hero stuff, and this is just yeah. like a non-guitar version of that. To, you yeah. can hit the two things, right. you hit them together, you and can, then you can, you can clap. clap. Or um, you can game the system by blowing into the mic, which counts like a billion clapping. claps. <laughs> Especially when you have to do like a flurry of claps, you just blow and that, yeah. Anyway. Right. You know how to clap, don't you? Just yeah, put your lips apart and blow. <laughs> That's a lot of claps. All right. All right. To, to break it down just a little bit more and to explain it a bit more, it's, it's basically like a rhythm-based game for the GameCube console, which had two... Uh, plug-in congas, yep. hence the Donkey Konga. Donkey Konga. Very clever. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and definitely, like, similar to that Taiko... Um, exactly, kind of arcade, like those Japanese yeah, drumming Japanese games, arcade, yeah, drumming which are games. loads well, of fun. And again, it came out the same well, like, time as yeah. Guitar Hero and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's... it's it, oh, so and, and around Dance Dance Revolution, time. it's that, like, the you know, that few years when all those kinds of games yeah, were right. very big. All I know is that Guitar Hero was the reason I didn't do better in my HSC. <laughs> um, it was kind of like, you know, you know BoJack Horseman, how, how Todd had yeah, that game yeah. that just ruined his life? That, uh, was, that was Guitar Hero this, for a this, this ruined your rock opera. Well, I, I bought Donkey, <laughs> Kong, my Donkey Konga 1. I got that game because my brother and I, we went out for lunch with our family at to uh, the Dapto RSL. Nice. And my brother and I won Kino. We won $104, so that afternoon we, were, we won the four-number Kino, and so we went out that afternoon and we bought Donkey Kong. Uh, that, that narrative in isolation really paints Nathan as a really different human being. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, not like the Blaze Lord that we know you to be. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. I would have to Wins say, though. Kino buys a, like, Donkey Kong <laughs> video game. Like, Wins, in bits, I think. Wins Kino at the Dapto Return Services League. <laughs> it seems almost suspicious that those stars aligned in such a way mm. Mm. you know G-conspiracy <laughs> you, you were meant to have that game someone wanted you yeah. to have that game someone wanted you to have an okay experience <laughs> uh, if anyone else was curious as to what other tracks that you can play Donkey uh, the, the Donkey Kongas with um, I'm hugely curious uh, We Will Rock You yeah. Louie Louie Losing My Religion 
That's a weird one to go with Tongas. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. It's not one I would. I would expect. Oh, you um, know, I associate it with you know the mandolin and Tongas. <laughs> and, you know. A few cuts for uh, for the Deej as well. Stained. As in, it's been a while. Yeah, well, yeah. Imagine that with Congas, because uh, that's in there. And, it's been a while. And, and Smash Mouth. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. That that is something that you had going on there as well. And uh, just to, just to finally close off on this amazing chapter of you know humanity, um, a review that Maxim gave of Donkey Congas. <laughs> <laughs> the collars look like titties. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> nice. Awesome. The score nice. that they the score that they gave looked like titties as well. It was an eight. Um, <laughs> sideways titties. Um, and they said, "This is such a bizarre thing." Uh, they said that you can add four bongos, and that in fact they should be added to create a frenzied, unholy din suitable for ritual virgin sacrifice. Classic. Which I think is awesome. It's a bit intense. <laughs> <laughs> the Congas don't make noise on their own. It's a video game. You just oh, turn no. the volume up. Why are we killing people? <laughs> anyway, that's uh, what I think about Mr. Boombastic. Yeah. <laughs> Damn titties, though. <laughs> Let's get down, party people. At number 64, this is Entrance with Staying Alive. Get real with the fever on the dance floor. On the track, conclusion rampage. Ricky with four point with the knife I stop for my left. Debbie rolling the mad joints. So put your hands in the air. Cause there's a party over here. So grab yourself a beer. And we can get our free for on. I'm with it. So let me put my big brown beef for on. I'm coming with the disco. I can flip so. I'ma drop a solo tip. Something for the honeys in the crowd. Let me hear it. So I can turn the party out. Till tomorrow afternoon. Cause when I grips my stills, no one leaves the room. Can you feel the mask girls coming with the FIFA, FIFA, FIFA? Trans 64 with Staying Alive in the 1995 Hottest 100. Adam, mm. you've been staying alive for quite some time now. I've been doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Un- like unlike you. most of the Bee Gees, actually. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. okay. Bon- <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of one Bee Gees zero. I, f- I beat them. I, how I how many of them? beat them. There's literally one left. So, is bunches are more than one, then. How many yeah. is he outlasted? <laughs> not a zero-sum game here. Yeah. Um, just want to say I didn't kill any of the binges. <laughs> it, it really is seeming that way. Yeah, yeah one of them did die you before you were any, born. You so. can't prove anything. <laughs> now, uh, what is what is your take on this uh, this reboot of the BG's franchise? Uh, <laughs> yeah, good casting choices. Dark and gritty choices, Yeah. I would I would say that like in terms of that I think the the fandom and love for the original does most of the heavy lifting here. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes down to it, the thing that I enjoy most about this track is the Bee Gees element of it. I mean, it's a perfectly serviceable kind of rework to the beat. I think the sampling is pretty good. And to be fair, I actually think uh, the hooks that are added are pretty decent hooks, and you have a lot of fun with it 
so long as you don't think about it too much. Mm. As soon as you kind of put it under a deeper kind of gaze, as we're doing with this podcast, I think it doesn't really show up that well. The rap is uh, by a guy called uh, Ricardo da Force, yeah, um, who's actually from the UK. They're, oh. they're all from the UK. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, he's, this... the others sound like they're from the UK, yeah, yeah. being silent. He's, um, he really sounds polite, like he's doing British. his best Ice Cube. I thought I, uh, I got Chuck D. Yeah, sure. But you know, like maybe uh, there's a, there's a yeah. spectrum um, in terms of like MCs there. Yeah. But the rap is like ah, uh, I I want to condemn it because it's <laughs> it's completely nothing. It's one of those raps where it's like I'm gonna do this and yeah, I'm gonna I, do that, I, and you I, don't totally end up saying anything. Yeah, but I mean, I think it, like best best shown by the his parts in the video is him in a limousine with oh, a girl on either side. Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah you're, like, you're doing you're doing an impersonation yeah. of hip-hop as opposed to actually doing any hip-hop. Which is, I mean, I'm not throwing more shade than's necessary <laughs> so because it, I actually think it's quite endearing. But on, the, on the idea of the sample, it does what I think is not the worst thing you can do, but in terms of sample, it's like certainly my least favourite thing that samples do, which is repurposing a hook as a hook. I like the idea of taking something like I listen to a lot of sample based music and like yep. I love when you find something that wasn't originally a hook and then it becomes the hook or something that was originally yeah. a yeah, hook yeah, yeah. and becomes like groundwork for like a footwork track or whatever but like it's the same more recently and more, more contemporarily when Nicki Minaj repurposed so mix a lot and yeah, just using, yeah. using the um, I don't want unless you've got Buns Hunt that's the hook in the, in the original as well or that sounds like a hook as a, or a statement piece and she uses it in the exact same way and I really mm. don't like it when people do that and I don't like it here as well having the, the, having the staying alive chorus as the chorus comes across as lazy it's lazy work. right yeah, yeah. I, yeah. it was kind it's, of Entrance's thing from what I can tell as well because they did kind of this repurposing is where they kind of rode most of their hits yeah I mean, um, I mean was the also, song that I am most and most people I would imagine most familiar with Do You Think I'm Sexy yeah. is the Rod Stewart track yeah, yeah you know and um, it's basically the same yeah you know, exactly, the same thing yeah yeah I got some thoughts on this I got some thoughts on this like yeah. with uh, Ghostbusters 2016 just dropping there's been a lot of talk of just like oh there's no original ideas anymore it's all just just remakes and reboots and shit. It's just like pop music was doing this shit first, okay? Yeah, like, it's, it's total ch- check this shit. Down. Like, in the 90s, the first time I ever heard Kung Fu Fighting was by, it was in a dance remix done by a group called Bus Stop, and they actually got Carl Douglas in to re record his chorus. Carl Whoa. Douglas from the the original, the guys who originally did Yeah, the guy who originally that. sang it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was also like a, like a techno remix of Fight for Your Right to Party in like 1998, and that's how I was introduced to that song. Um, like, Do You Think I'm Sexy, Staying Alive, that sort of shit. Like, it was just like, Remember this song? Well, we're doing it again. <laughs> I think the question is as well, like, do, is this kind of repurposing? And uh, I, I get, and I guess that's the way you would you would phrase it, or, re- or resampling, or whatever, to, yeah. for a dance context. Mm. The fact that it's for a dance context does that make it more permissible? Or well, yeah, I know because I, I I went back and forth. I like. Yeah. First couple of listens, I was like, they're just not doing enough yeah. to yeah. make this its own thing. But really, every time the beat kicks in, especially halfway through when it kind of lets up a bit and then it comes back in like in a really big way, like yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like That sounds really mm, good, mm. I think. So they haven't done much, but I think what they've done actually works pretty well. And yeah, it's like, 
using a hook to be a hook is the least inventive thing you can do. Using something yeah. that isn't a hook to make it a hook is is really enjoyable and pleasurable and interesting. But this isn't that. And it was number one in mm. Australia. I have to say, like this was probably yeah, one of the this was massive the, the the biggest kind of party tunes of '95. I guess if that's what they were trying to do, then they I guess they succeeded. Yeah, um, it's not ambitious, but they did what they were aiming to do pretty well. I think just quickly on their IDs, I, I was having to recall who recorded the track, but when um. Yeah. Talking about when David, when you're talking about artists re-recording things, and like, and that's how you discover it all. That's like, yeah. I guess that started Walter the, Murphy, Walter Murphy with the Fifth of Beethoven. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That explains. <laughs> Sampling oh yeah, sure. Oh. Beethoven's Fifth as yeah. a disco track, which was then sampled yep. itself by Robin Thicke. Baby girl, where you at? Got no strings, got men attached. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's see. That's how I. It's turtles all the way yeah, down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. It's uh. That's the postmodern condition. I suppose. <laughs> but like Just that a is copy like copy of a copy of a copy. That's Robin Thicke's career in a nutshell. Right. But also there. like that idea. Like not to get too like high minded about it all. But like in, if you look at oh, like, why not the like, like the project of modernity in like the twentieth century and like the idea that there's no original. There's actively and purposefully no original art. Like a photograph. There's no original of the photograph compared to like a painting. There's the original painting, I and mean, then there are prints. With a mm. photograph, like when photography became art in the 20th century and recorded music became art, the idea of the original stopped being mm. like, the, like that. That was a real conscious effort of the project of modernity when artists and avant garde were doing this. And like, yeah, to it's re- the, like, the Warhol thing too, precisely. And to yeah. extrapolate that to music, you can look at that in like samples and like when recorded music became the way that music was consumed which is a relatively recent thing in the history of musical composition you don't like a song you're like a performance of a song recorded like that's how you mastered and and produced by a certain person the original is a gone concept and you extrapolate that for compositional ideas sampling is a, a perfectly modernistic and on the project of modernity like it's a fine thing to do and the fact that like as much as I am critical of this song for using a late to taking a hook and using it as a hook and I don't think that's a, I don't think it's a worthwhile endeavor it's always been done is my point it's it's not like it's artistically bankrupt and it, like just when David you were saying about people oh there's no new ideas there were never new ideas right mm. yeah time is a flat circle <laughs> that we can do a rolling disco in so you know it works out also everybody in the house hates crap bit <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's shit, but it's always shit when that happens, but it's really hard to date because surely, like, the first few times that happened, you got to, like, be like, sure, I can't shit on you too hard for doing that, like, the first time yeah. someone was ever, like, everybody like, in the house. The, the, there was somebody, there's somebody who, for the very first time, said, put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Yeah, exactly. That was, someone coined that. And someone was like, oh, wild. wild. Yeah, so, it I mean, would have gone wild. I mean, this like, is, that's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, hands yeah. up, hands up. But, I mean, I guess this is 95, so probably there have already been people in the house. Yeah. Their hands have already been up. Yeah. They know what that feeling they've is. They've been up said, for a real long time. Oh, they've said ho before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> They're starting oh. to care now. Yeah. Exactly. But it's also, I, like, now it's just, like, it really helps time capsule this. Yeah. yeah. That this is from that, you know, it's... Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, th- as I said, when I was saying, like, if you don't think about it too much, you're going to have a fun time. Because as soon as you look, that's when these cliches kind of emerge. And if you just go a bit dumb, you can, you know, it becomes the party jam that I kind of think it, it best is. A note on Entrance as well, uh, an interesting piece of trivia. These guys actually got their start um, remixing the dance remix. From the very beginning, this is their whole thing. Um, but they remixed a children's television show theme. Uh, the show was called Rhubarb, which I don't, I don't know if anyone. Huh. Would know. It's probably like a, an English thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like rhubarb. 
But it's. I just think that's an interesting parallel to what's going on at the moment, or has recently happened at uh, Triple J in the fifty years of play school ring yeah. competition that they yeah. had. So oh, yeah, keep an eye yeah, out. We could yeah. we could be on the verge of getting an Australian entrance. Huh. Could be. <laughs> we we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we live in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Number 63, it's The Offspring with a cover of Smash It Up by The Damned. Number 63, making a triumphant return to the Hottest 100 uh, with a song called Smash It Up, a song originally performed by The Damned and a song that was featured originally on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Hey! hey. I wonder if we'll be talking about that particular soundtrack again. <laughs> return yeah. of the thing bat. To say, what a weird thing to say, right? <laughs> return of the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Batman Forever is underrated as fuck. It's, the film? Yeah. It's dumb and fucking... Well, maybe you're talking about the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack's kind of underrated too, now that I think it's... The soundtrack's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, bu- it's fucking bullshit. You can dude. say bat shit. Yeah, say, say shit. I was going to, and I was just like, should I? Yeah, uh, don't hesitate. Uh, it is batshit good. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why they were just like, let's get the offspring to cover the damned. You know, it was just like a pin the tail on the donkey kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. uh, South Park with the manatees. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, 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 oh, we got do. South Park and the damned. All right. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why they, not? Have, they have a lot of pretty spooky songs that would probably fit the Batman aesthetic. Should we get them to do one of them? Nah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's the same with the Dread soundtrack. It's just like, oh, you know, we've got one of the gloomiest and darkest, you know, bands to ever enter the mainstream. What should we do with them? Oh, I was thinking like a synth pop rave song. (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) Thanks, soundtracks from the nineties. But yeah, like this is this is like a casual like fucking like garage like run through jam. You know, like it reminds me of like picking songs in high school, finding the tab and like like running through it with your mates and being like, oh, we actually play that song that we have on the radio. Like we're just like them. We're just like them. Oh, gosh, that takes me back. Um, yeah, so, like, that's what it feels like, you know, and this was later used as a B-side for All I Want, which is one of my favourite Offspring songs, mm. which uh, most of you would know as the Yeah, 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 Yeah song. I do know what is that. Banger. 
Absolute banger. Total fool to not love that song. Oh, so, so good. So many kickflips can be achieved in that song. (laughs) And in so little time. Mm, Maybe (laughs) in a 360 shove it to boneless. Hey, now we're talking. I played Tony Hawk. Oh, damn right. Damn right. I can say some skateboarding terms. (laughs) But to the boneless, like, fuck, that's a really good skateboarder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, you pick up that controller and I'll show you. Hey, man, me and some friends are going out for a roll. Do you want to come out? Yeah, just let me grab my controller. Yeah. <laughs> Go out to the lounge room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to uh, the the various jokers around here if they got things that they would like to say. I think you nailed it when you said like it's a tab song. Let's play mm. along and let's be like that band. Yeah, and I think because it's it's so close to the original. That's yeah. it, and I think it's really endearing because I don't know whether you guys get the same thing, but when I see a band who's kind of already successful and has already made it, paying homage to the bands that probably made them want to play yeah, music yeah, in absolutely. the first place, it's kind of like your faves love your faves. Yeah, particularly because like the damned are like not so much now but one of the most overlooked bands yeah. in punk rock history they were the first UK band to release a single to release an album and like they just never got the acclaim they deserved punk band, even, punk band. band. Um, yeah 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 they, even these days like they don't have the they don't have the popular acclaim or indeed the um I guess to a certain degree critical they have that they have that acclaim but like their shows aren't like they still play small venues they mm. still tour regularly yeah. to pay their bills like they're at really underrated pop rock And so this isn't The Offspring doing Anarchy in the UK and sort of being like, hey, we love the Sex Pistols too. This is The Offspring saying, hey guys that like are coming onto punk right now, here's a really good band that you almost certainly at this point haven't heard of. Go and check them out. Which is really cool. Because this is kind of That's a great thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pointing towards the band by doing this cover and like using the opportunity to be on a soundtrack... Even yeah. more so, it kind of opens up a whole a whole new Thank kind you, of base manatees. Because yeah. also, like this is so <laughs> wow. like at the, at the point where the offspring are blowing up and being huge, and also at the tail end of them being what you'd be considered a legitimate countercultural punk act. Like their first couple of records are punk records yeah. before they embraced the pop aesthetic and got signed and turned into a massive act. Yeah, like. And this is kind of at the tail end of that. And Dexter and that obviously are huge fans of punk rock, obviously. And they just happen to know yeah. how to write great pop songs. And this song it just exemplifies the fact that they love punk music. It's so straightforward. The fact that they included the slow intro as well. Yeah. Like, just cool. Everything about yeah. this is cool. Like, I assume as well, though, that's probably going to be the... I, I haven't seen Batman forever in a while. Sorry. But I assume that is what you'd use in the movie, maybe. But also it could I be a, a, a montage of Batman kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or, of, or yeah. of Jim Carrey being the Riddler. And, yeah. Uh, who knows? The first thing I heard, Riddler. I thought when I heard this, is Mr. this isn't... Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> first thing I thought was like, this isn't very Batman. No. no. Batman well, does smash it up. But then again, well, neither Batman's... is Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> or, or Bat Dance, for that matter. But also, Batman Forever is one, like, is like it's a campy Batman, yeah. right? Oh, it's, it's not so ba- campy. It's not Batman and Robin campy, but it's still pretty campy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. It's certainly a sign of things to come. Mm. <laughs> Hooray. It's, yeah, a, it's I mean... a sign of bat nipples to come. Yeah. <laughs> was that, was Batman Bat Forever the one with the nips? No. No. Robin was. Batman yeah, Robin. Batman and Robin was. Of course. Because the freeze was coming, and how do you show when it's nipping outside? It's cold. Is that what it was? No. Or was it because Robin showed yes. up? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this was, so this was the oh, one hey, with Robin. Jim Carrey. And Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face. Yeah. Right. So Which I, I have a lot of fondness for, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I'm not prepared to, I don't think. It's <laughs> yeah. one of those ones that, like, we should it's make fine it a group right outing, now, like and I don't need to ruin outing. that. We should <laughs> just download Batman forever. <laughs> it's sad, but the thing I like most about this song is that you can tell how much they like... Covering yeah. the dance. Mm. I get the same. Because yeah. I don't think this is a great cover. 
I, I think it's an I a, think average it, cover. There's nothing special about I, it. I, like it's it's lacking energy and it like it doesn't sound enough like them. They haven't done anything. I don't want them mm. to to throw in some ya ya yas, but like anything, even just the gesture of where making this a bit more offspringy would have been really interesting and cool. But, but maybe the intention, as you as we said before, I mean, but you can I, still. I'm, I'm reading on to this yeah, now, yeah. but like. I kind of like that they haven't tried to take the song. I mean, like maybe in just in just playing it, it's it points towards the damned more, which I certainly think is the best thing about this because yeah, yeah. unlike yeah. Andrew, I'm guessing you were familiar with the damned before this. Hugely. Yeah. yeah, right. Well I I had never I was one of the guys. I'd never heard of them. And as soon as I heard the original, I just went, Oh, this is actually a tune. Like yeah, the, the, and for those guys to be doing this kind of sound oh, at great. that time, like I, I was immediately struck by that. But and I, I think imagine it would have still, been the same in ninety five. I think you can still point to them and make it a slightly a more bit, interesting cover. Yeah, maybe than a this bit is. more because it just sounds because like, like it, 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 it does away like I, like I don't want this like it's not really about it, talking about the damned. I'm not going to get another chance to talk about the damned. Um, do it all you want, man. <laughs> Dave Vanian's voice is just absolutely a fucking treasure, and he's so fucking wonderful at having this era. This is before they kind of fully embraced like their gothic edge, and this is he just sounds like an obnoxious working class British dude, and I love it so much. Like the mm. ooze and the smashed up till there's nothing left in the original. Like he just sounds like an obnoxious dude, and I love it so yeah. much. And Dexter can't really do that because he's so California surfer. Like right? he's never yeah. going to sound obnoxious. He still has dreadlocks. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like a California dude, and that's fine. And like that's like the, the weakest thing about this song is that it's not Dave Vanian singing it. Like it's it, this is such a straightforward cover. Yeah. Like, or after this song was done, I then went and listened to Machine Gun Etiquette, the song that this album the, the is album, from. Yeah. The album this song's pulled from. And I just remembered how much I love The Damned. And I'm like, oh, actually, a podcast thing's a research. I should not listen to The Damned. But, that's, but I think that's the perfect research. Yeah, exactly. Really. Like, I, I, if, if, if this song turned one 16 year old kid in 995 onto Machine Gun Etiquette, then it did its job. Yeah, yeah. I it's imagine up. it probably would have achieved that yeah. quota and then some. Yeah. Can we can we really quickly talk about some of the artists on the Batman Forever soundtrack? Riddle me this, um, Nathan. It's pretty good. <laughs> so like obviously Seal as well. We have Massive Attack, yeah. uh, Mazzy Star, oh. Nick Cave. This is a good soundtrack. Method Man, Michael Method Hutchins Man. from NXS yeah. doing an Iggy Pop song, Which and the Iggy Flaming Lips. This is um, a good soundtrack. Passenger. Oh nice! Wow. Yeah, I, I've always heard of the Batman Forever soundtrack talked about as one of the best original movie soundtracks of all time. Um. Having only heard two songs, yeah, one right. of which being Kiss from a Rose yeah. and the other, well, you'll find out. <laughs> I like to think that uh, the Michael Hutchins cover of the pa- is like the passenger, Robin's theme. <laughs> 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 but it's classic. I mean, it's it's the same when we talked about the Dreads, uh, the Judge Dredd soundtrack a little while ago. It's like in the 90s with all of these big you know, subgenres of music yeah. exploding and all of these movie producers jumping on that. And also uh, the Crow soundtrack last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 exactly. And trying to craft soundtracks that are going to appeal to fans of all these new, really big alternative artists. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's it's just weird. It's a weird... Like, it's strange. I, I feel like you don't get that in the same way anymore. Well, alternative music was more popular then than it is now. Mm. Like, you look at just... Um, to look at it at a recently released when this when this is heard song, uh, film, Star Trek Beyond, the yep. core thing of that is a Rihanna track. Like, that's what they're courting. Yeah. The Beastie Boys are in that too, though. To be Beastie fair. Boys are it's in every good. Star Trek yeah. movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, again, because Abrams loves Beastie Boys. Yeah, but also... Were we like, discussing that on mic or off mic? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's leaning on the fourth wall because Beastie Boys, of course... Pinch you out like Mr. Spock, like they're like, yeah, and they are intergalactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, listen to the damn. Machine Gun Etiquette. Incredible record. First record as well. Damn, damn, damned. Wonderful. Black album. Terrific. Phantasmagoria. Also wonderful. For very different reasons. The Mac is spoken. <laughs> Thus speak the Mac. Na, 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 Mac, man. <laughs> I, I, I need to go and make a mashup of um, videos of Robin looking like solacy and like stern <laughs> and stoic in the car and so is the passenger and we ride and we ride and we ride robin looking on in like as chaos happens na 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 number 62 it's rebecca's empire this song's called empty Rebecca's Empire at number 62 in the 1995 Hottest 100 with a song called Empty. Rebecca's Empire are back. They're back. Um, They're back. For the second last time. <laughs> Better than they history. were the last time, oh. maybe. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it a song? comeback. I, I legitimately uh, can't remember the, the last, last song. Yeah, okay, I got this. Um, the last one was a song called Atomic Electric. Was, it oh, was, oh, yeah, yeah, that's and right. And it came in the, the 1994. But I can see why you weren't paying attention, Nathan, because it was the song After Matter. So you were, you were still yeah, too busy thinking about matter. <laughs> still busy in the sitars, <laughs> wrapped up in the sitar strings. Um, the Marvin Gaye song, or whoever, too busy thinking about my baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> about my baby. Too busy Princesses. thinking about matter, <laughs> and I ain't got time for nothing else. That's me. I'm releasing that as a single. That is all time. But yeah, what do you got, man? What do you what do you think of this little ditty? This is fine. Ain't it just fine? You know, you know, yeah. you know where Moving I listen on. to this. Moving <laughs> on. You know where I listen to this. 3 p.m. Big day out between two bands I want to see. Having a sit down. Yeah, fine. Totally that. Yeah. <laughs> having, having a, a, having a, a good sit, old sit. Having a lemonade. Having a lemonade at the big day out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how good is big day out lemonade? Paying six dollars fifty for half a cup of. <laughs> it lemonade. was worth it because I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but this is fine. Like, like these guys, <laughs> Nathan, obviously. Like, I'm, what, what, what? Listen to this song. I can't wait for the breeders to be the main actor. Start. <laughs> yeah. Like these guys, like this is a totally serviceable alt rock song. They clearly love the breeders. I love the breeders too, guys. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Let, let, let's have a Carlton draft together. <laughs> I was standing there in the crowd thinking that these guys are okay. Like maybe I'll check out their stuff. Or I'm thinking, man, what's it going to be like when they drop their album? They haven't yeah. even released a full album oh, at really? the time yeah. that this came out. There They've go. got um, Atomic Electric, I believe, was just a single. Mm. That was yeah, just that was right. just a single release. So like hype. It's a bygone then, era. Yeah, and then um, this one came off an EP. Pretty, yeah. And nice. I think both of those tracks would later be included in the full album. Don't quote sure. me on that. I'm not sure. I haven't checked a track list. Um, but yeah, at, as of this point, they, they're they still one of those kind of hyped 
um, Australian acts. And mm. we've, I, I've certainly know of several bands that have been in that position as well and, you know, have gotten billing at festivals. Um, TK Meidza yep. is actually uh, an example of that. I, uh, Dave, you'd, you'd know this. Has she dropped a full album yet? Are we still Not waiting? Not yet. We're yeah. waiting. But you're like killing it, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to be real good. Yeah. It's going to be real good, yeah. Oh, boy. Between um, her and Sampa. We got some pretty good, yeah, some kick-ass ladies in in Aussie hip hop right, right now. now. So and Mole Rat too are fucking crushing mm. it. So that is kind of the same vibe, you know. The, yeah, right. the way that we're able to sit around and talk about the hype of TK Mizer, like it's it's a similar position for Rebecca's Empire at this point. That feels weird to me, just because <laughs> I can't it? feel I'm getting just trying excited to the about parallels. this. Yeah, but. But also, like, it's you can see how it very clearly fits in with yeah, the scene. Yeah, true. You know, I think that the melodies know? are pretty nice. Um, I, I'm frustrated. The guitar solo e bit is actually kind of cool, but because the rest of the song doesn't change around it, it mm. feels like it's really lackluster. Yeah, I, and I, I think the what the hell is that is a big swing and a miss. No, I don't get down with it. But <laughs> this song is absolutely good enough for what it is. I like it's the kind of song that I know that someone has some serious like nostalgic love for and that's cool I get to that I imagine one of the comments on the YouTube video says oh I remember seeing this on Rage and I loved it like there'll be that kind of love for it yeah are you looking at the YouTube comments right now (laughs) not so much great to have the vid pity about the doggy sound (laughs) oh dodgy right (laughs) (laughs) just all the way through the track this is the remix (laughs) (laughs) that was the air horn of 996 (laughs) 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 And it's something I'm probably going to come back to a lot. And I think, like, it's, it's something to acknowledge. It's just, like, it's, it would have been very different if we were there. I oh, yeah. Um, it's hard to look It would have been cooler. Am I right? I don't know. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so, <laughs> cancel climate, climate change? <laughs> no, no. <I> don't. <laughs> Brutal. Yes. Uh, 1995 would have been cooler if we were there. Because we're, I was trying generation. to say we're cool. Huh. It um, really didn't work. I thought you were trying to be ironic, no, like, bo- born in the wrong generation. Yeah, it's, it's fine, guys. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> At number 61, it's Newcastle's own, The Screaming Jets. Uh, this song is called Sad Song. How about a sad song to help me get further down? So down like I'm drowning, so down like I'm dying. How about a sad song to pull the rug from under me? When I was okay, when I was sane, when I found my way, yeah. How about a warning? Jets at number 61 with Sad Song. Newcastle. 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 Have you ever been? Is it nice? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice up there. It's okay. like the yeah. Wollongong of the North. <laughs> I'd like to imagine a world where the Screaming Jets and Tumbleweed are bitter enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe F- that was this world. Fighting over who's the real Steel City. Yeah, that, that <laughs> they, meet, they meet in the middle and do like a five-a-side basketball game. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I'm such a fan of that. Are they uh, both four pieces? Do they both need to ring in someone? Yeah, they really got friends. Take someone. <laughs> yeah, they got a Sydney, like a, 
an alternate yeah. in Sydney. Get Tim Rogers on the horn. Get one of the, get one of the fucking Wollongong Hawks or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. And the Newcastle... Hawks. I can't remember. Wildcats. Do they even have a basketball team? No, it's the Perth Wildcats. Wildcats! Oh, it's the Perth Wildcats. Who we got to beat? It's the Newcastle Wildcats too. And the Wollongong Wildcats. Yeah. Newcastle Falcons. Oh, Hawk v Falcon? I would watch that. <laughs> They're defunct, so... Whoever were they defunct in 1995? Uh, no, they were not. There you go. There you go. All right, yeah. Falcons are on. Yeah. Hell right. yeah! Jets and tumbleweed. Falcons yeah. v Hawks. Uh, Love it. Mac, you know and I know better. Uh, what, what, what's your take on on this particular hit? From uh, Newcastle's finest. I didn't love this. Shock and awe. I felt, like, <laughs> I felt like it was somebody... I know they probably weren't, but it felt like they were aping the idea of a song being emotionally effective. I know they weren't making Sounds fun like of it. Sounds like such a working title, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst song ever, and it's not like it's... I, I don't think they were making fun of like emotionally mu- moving music, but I really just didn't buy any kind of sadness in the song. I, I don't think they meant for me to... like keep it at arm's reach I think mm. they're meant for it to be effective yeah they just aren't a band who can like successfully manipulate emotions like unhappiness so like I just don't think it really came across that way so so the song on itself like the composition is fine I guess the job done I'm no Screaming Jets fans and I know, I know people are I'm not, I'm not going to shit on people for enjoying a band like Screaming Jets so not they're, today no they're, they're an okay rock act like I'm not going to wait until you're off mic yeah <laughs> these fucking yeah. dickheads yeah. if you like Screaming Jets like Keep it in your, Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> get your hand off it, Daryl. Get your hand off it. I just didn't really get down with it. I, I was hoping I would more. I, just when it started, I was like, you know what? I really hope this is a good song. And it wasn't, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I feel it. I think there's a version of this song that is done by Soundgarden in terms of the structure and the riffs and the way that the guitars are playing with each other. And I kind of like that they, they took all that stuff, but they made it... Not that. It's kind of its own mm. thing, which is fine. And the More chorus... of a, an Australian pub rock vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do, do, do you but see what I mean by the, this, those elements s- and the kind of breakdowny bit? And... Sort of. I mean, I draw a parallel more immediately to kind of your UMIs. Like, I thought it oh, was... Oh, sure. Yeah. I thought it was pretty umi and I thought it fit into that scene. It makes sense. That's happening at the same kind time. well, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I kind of... The chorus is kind of nice and big or whatever, but I agree. It, it doesn't really do much. It doesn't, it doesn't get me anywhere. Deej? Well, you say you never get anywhere... And they don't care. It's just not fair. <laughs> so that's certainly the only other Screaming Jet song that I knew before this one. They also had a minor hit in 1998 called October Grey, um, which sure. I remember because, you know, that's oh, when that's I was a bad watching. song title. Isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what about it puts you off? Just... Oh, no, it's just like you imagine calling a song October Grey. That's no. Mm, just, do that. It seems a bit like song name generatory. Yeah. Yeah, totally is. right. Yeah, a, month, I, like, a month and a color. Yeah. Was... This is January Aquamarine. <laughs> <laughs> that's better because it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That that's, that's the episode title, right? Deej, there. please write that song as well. Thank uh, you. We're just, right. que- we're just queuing right. them up. Look, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. Uh, look, yeah, fine. I don't really have anything to say on this. So it's one of those just to say. Oh yeah, this exists. That's it, hey. I'm I'm sure that you know, like people still fucking love this. I mostly these days see Dave Gleason, the singer of Screaming Jets, around when he's fronting the version of the uh, the Angels. Yeah, seriously, wow. he, he, he mm. took over from Doc Neeson after they kicked him out. No That's really beautiful because in the early days when they were first getting started, actually within the first year of them forming a band, they supported the Angels. So yeah, the, poet- yeah, yeah. the poetry of that and the fraternity of the Australian rock scene within that I think is pretty beautiful. Yeah, it's full circle. Hey. And that's what really 
I got the most out of when I was looking at this song is that right. the story of this band is really, really cool. Early 1989, by the end of 1989, they had won a Triple J band comp, but they'd also played over 280 live shows Pretty they good. just worked and worked and worked they relocated to sydney um the angels we mentioned that they that they supported also the choir boys and the radiators so they just oh sure they just kind of went straight into the australian pub rock scene which, which like, at the time was huge an amazing scene and so very like, important i think in terms yeah. of australia's kind of history especially at this time where it was kind of like we've done the acdc thing and now it's a little bit more thoughtful um, UMI UMI exactly. yeah. we've discussed this kind of um, in previous episodes I, and I really think they actually better by the Screaming Jets is the perfect bridge between ACDC and yeah. UMI <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's totally. right and I, that I still think that, that song's a, like that's banger central it right really there. is did it come before this no. it did it right. did. really oh did it yeah oh okay. shit of course it I'm did I'm almost certain yeah huh. yeah right and, and like at the time it's funny oh. that we actually jokingly talked about fighting so much because this band was so loved and they had such Newcastle especially had such pride yeah. around them that there's actually stories of there being like incredibly violent confrontations at their shows sometime later after they'd made it a little bit bigger like outside of 89 oh yeah um, get a couple of Woodstock teams yeah. in and the punches mm. are on yeah in King's Cross like there was a, there, like the <laughs> Newcastle guys hits, yeah. came down they were like listen Sydney what do you know about these boys they're our boys and oh. then it was just on so yeah. like on for that young actually, and old, I love it. That actually, is, they should have named their canon. greatest hits album King Hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Better came out in 1991, by the way. So, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, but that's, I mean, like, and thinking about the the song, like, yeah, sure, of course it came beforehand, but then that's that kind of makes me really sad because this this song doesn't sound like a band who knows what they're doing as much as they do it's in better. better. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. But it is, it is more thoughtful and a little bit more kind but, of... But it, uh, it, like, it's kind of missing the mark on that. I don't know. Maybe. It's, mm. it's certainly... Look, if you were going to say which is the more mature song, I would probably say that this one, because... I guess I think a, it's trying to be. Ma- yeah, maybe there's a false association I have in my head where it's like uh, yeah. it's more down tempo and chilled out. That's a yeah, more mature sound. So maybe I, I don't know, but maybe then it places it more as a vote for the band because we already you know as, yeah. as yeah. said like there's they've got the following. Yeah, I mean like love. it's 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 here in the countdown. I mean it probably would go great live. I imagine especially you know you'd have a whole crowd of people who love the Screaming Jets singing along to this, and I'm yeah. sure that that'd be pretty good. And maybe that's where you hit that emotional point and that. And that's fine. You don't play 280 gigs in a year and not be a great live band. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Good name for a live album by Screaming Jets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screaming Jets, hit us up. <laughs> Need a marketing team? 280 newie punters can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one last parting gift. Uh, so uh, earlier on, we talked about an artist by the name of Matthew Sweet. Oh, hey. oh we yeah. remember. Yeah, the yeah. The Illuminati. How are you, Matthew? I'm sure he's doing <laughs> just fine. Return our calls, please. Uh, but I bring that up because primarily away from the song, we were obsessed with his Wikipedia picture. Oh, uh, I implore everyone were. that is listening to stop what you are doing <laughs> and type in the following to your browser of choice. Pull over. En.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Dave underscore Gleason. Look at the picture and thank me later. Or alternatively, just check our Facebook. We'll probably make it. It'll it probably up. be the profile we'll picture profile at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Where, where are his eyes going? <laughs> My face went made of wax. 
He actually, he yeah, actually, that was just after I dropped a couple of pingers. Eh? <laughs> he actually does look like a cross between Shaggy and Smeagol. <laughs> Very white. <laughs> that's, that's the Smeagol coming yeah. in. <laughs> Was that on mic? Yeah. <laughs> What's about to if, if not, that's a weird thing for someone to hear. <laughs> that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to FBI Radio for having us. If there is any motherfucker in this room that doesn't think that Boombastic is A, the best song of this countdown, B, the best song of this episode, and C, the best song of all time, please speak now or forever hold your peace. Moving on. Right. Uh, r- <laughs> uh, pick your worsts. Staying what? alive, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> Staying alive. It's David, by the way. <laughs> Just throw us on the phone for a second. <laughs> Call me back. I say it's Andrew McDonald. Obviously, bye. <laughs> Staying alive, Andrew speaking. <laughs> Well, it'll just be something funny to do if I die before the episode goes up. <laughs> yeah. If I get hit by a truck tomorrow, you'll be like, oh, man, thank God he said that in there. It'll be a good quote. <laughs> Staying Alive was his least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> At least he died doing what he loved, not staying alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, it's, it's kind of three-way tie between that and Empty and Sad Song. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. You know, not that I really thought the Offspring song was all that much better anyway, but... Yeah, I'm going to probably go to the Offspring song for yeah, my sure. least, with the caveat of this in no way reflects upon the damned yeah, track. Yeah, Because sure. I think, like, the, the pointing that it does to the damned track is is what makes that song really good, yeah. but... No, you know what? I liked the beat and Staying Alive. I'm picking Empty. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> call. Cool. Oh, there you go, yeah. See. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, motherfuckers. Uh, on behalf of... Miss Adam Bye. <laughs> On behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. I'm not even going to. <laughs> and on behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Andrew. <laughs> My name is David James Young. Keep music sugar!